This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. If you still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Patriot Dynasty podcast, the only podcast I have to believe that is going back and rewatching every game of the Patriots Dynasty era. Started in 2001. We are making our way through 2005. Uh, this is 2005 week 10. Where the Patriots head to Miami where they haven't had much luck. Uh, it's been a little while, but with me is the full crew. We've got Steven. Hello, Steven. Hello. We've got Gregory. Hello, Gregory. You guys, it's good to be back. And we've got Tim Turn. How are you, Tim Turn? Doing well. Doing well, Andy. All right. No Tim. longer an intern, Tim. Well, <laughs> it's for us. In we general terms, Mr. Amtrak now. That's right. Well, he's yeah. got himself a job. Yeah. Working sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, waking up at uh, 12 30 uh, this morning to work nine hours wasn't great. But oh. brutal. And yet you're still here uh, bringing the, the heat. I can, I can feel it coming off of you. Dedicated to the craft, you know. <laughs> Not wearing pants, Andy. Yeah, someone's got to keep the trains running in the podcast, podcasting, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm fighting for my job every day, you know. Yeah, uh, podcast, so. that's what I do the best I can. Yeah, just I, I, I just want to earn it every day. Yeah, every support my teammates. Day. Yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> Not, I'm doing it for the last man, for the 53rd man. <laughs> it's go. actually me on this podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be Greg. We'll find out. Now, All right. Greg's got a Gronk uh, spot on this roster. He can kind of get crazy, do whatever he wants to, show up when he wants to, practice when he wants to. Yeah, as long as you put up the numbers, it doesn't matter what you do off Puts the field. up the numbers. Oh, is that is that what we're calling what Greg does? Putting up oh, the yeah. numbers? He's, he's right. a diva. He's absolutely a diva. diva. <laughs> yeah, he's the key shot of the group. Yeah. <laughs> That's my quarterback. Uh all right, so we have this week uh, the Patriots going to Miami, and just as a refresher, this is uh, off of the loss to Peyton Manning and the Colts. Peyton Manning's first win, I believe it was, against uh, the Patriots. Um, well, at least this this uh, Patriots team with Brady and uh, Belichick. Um, oh, that was a, like a primetime game. I can't remember if it was Monday or Sunday night. Um, Monday. But yeah, it was it was not a good game. Um, and then they had to travel to Miami. Uh, and this has been an up and down season all the way through. They actually haven't won or lost back-to-back games yet this season. Um, so every streak has been a one-game streak. Um, so hopefully that continues here because um, we don't want to be losing two in a row. And spoiler alert, uh, they don't lose. Um, this is one of those rare wins in Miami. In fact, this is the first win in... Oh, sorry, the second win in the last eight seasons in Miami. Uh, because even last season... Three and 13 in the last 16 in Miami. Yeah. And if you recall, uh, last year, 2004, the 14 and two Patriots or whatever it was, went into Miami, like the one win Miami team and lost. And that was the... Uh, what was it, Tim? The the night courage war orange or something like that they named yeah, the game? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh this was not that. Um and part of that I think was because of 
Well, I was going to say it was because of Gus Farratt, um as the Dolphins scouting quarterback, but I don't even know if we can say that because he actually played a decent game. I think he put up pretty similar numbers to um, to Brady in this one, just because um, Brady's dealing with kind of what you see in the current Patriots offense, where there are just no weapons left on this team. Um, and I think we've been talking about injuries generally in this 2005 season, because this is just the season of injuries. Um, and it would not abate here. Um, but it does, it does give you, uh, I mean, literally, uh, I, I have my biggest section of notes is injuries. Um, Daniel Graham is out of this game. Um, Givens was like a last minute scratch. So Troy Brown is, is starting. Um, which he hasn't done in a while and looked looked pretty good out there, but it still like wasn't on the same timing as, as Brady. Um, but really the worst thing is the fact that they have no running backs. Kevin Falk is out, Patrick passes out. Corey Dillon was dressed for the game and played the first play, and then you didn't see him again. Which means your two running backs were Steve's boy, Mike Cloud. Mike Cloud. Yeah. And uh, we'll say it's uh, Tim's boy, Heath Evans. Ah. This has to be Tim's boy. Yeah. Heath Evans coming out party, baby. (laughs) So Heath Evans, uh, I believe, was signed either this week or the week before um, after spending six weeks in Miami where he had one carry for a grand total of zero yards. Uh, He was their backup fullback and uh, has 108 career rushing yards coming into this game. So nobody expecting much except for him. Um, and he goes off for 84 rushing yards on the game, 100 total two yards, um, a couple of nice screen passes and such. To, I would say, offensively, be the offensive player of the game. Yes, star of the though, game. Yeah, I would say. Um, just because he, you could tell he wanted to stick it to the Dolphins. He was just finishing every run, kind of Corey Dillon-esque. Who is the Dolphins like starter over him? Uh, a few guys. <laughs> Ronnie Brown? Uh, Ricky uh, Williams? Yeah, r- uh, this is r- uh, Ronnie Brown's rookie year. Um, and Ricky Williams is still on this team. Yeah, but he's more like a fullback than a running back. Heath? Oh, Heath? Oh, yeah, Heath was. Yeah. But Mike uh, Cloud had seven rushes for eight yards. So Nice. <laughs> <laughs> And his long was seven yards. <laughs> the old Najee Harris performance. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, but Heath Evans, 17 for 84, the longs of 21. So I think it was like the first run, too. And like it was, yeah. First it was that got me so fired up, dude. Literally ran straight up the gut, like untouched for 21 yards. Just looking nothing for somebody to hit. Nothing gets me going more than seeing a fullback like go off. Yeah. Mm. All thought highlights are the best. Yeah. Oh my God. Cause my blood boiling. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even with that, the Patriots offense, not great. Um, their first one of five drives, uh, punts, all punts. Including their first drive where they drove 51 yards and punted from the Miami 35, um, which That's is just tough. one of those things that you don't see anymore. No, you don't at all. The ball was down at the one. It was like, okay, great. 
I think it took Miami three plays to get out of that end zone. Um, but yeah, this was uh, it was a game where like this, this Patriots team just had nobody. It was, it was basically the Patriots' second team, except for um, two key players coming back: Richard Seymour back on the defensive line, and um, you have, of course, Teddy Bruschi back. This is his third week back, um, and looking like the Teddy Bruschi of old. He had a couple of pass breakups, like the roving middle linebacker diving, just getting a fingertip on the ball to knock it away. Um, one saved a touchdown. Um, and one, he probably almost had two hands on it. Uh, he could have made an interception, but um, I still think, actually, in this game, this was, I would say, the Ellis Hobbs game on defense. He was, he was the, uh, the Heath Evans of the defense. One of those uh, is Evan. Was Ellis Hobbs a rookie this year? Was this his rookie year? Yeah, yep. yeah I think so. I thought so. Um, and they were trying to pick on him the whole game because um, the Dolphins actually have some pretty good wide receivers with Chris Chambers and, um, I mean, technically was Welker, but he wasn't really a receiver at this point. Um, but it was Chambers and who was uh, Marty Booker? Yeah, Marty Booker. Like oh, the yeah, big, so some big guys. And Ellis Hobbs, uh, not big. They showed him getting congratulated by Richard Seymour. He had to like jump up to give him a high five. It's like Steve and Greg high fiving. It's hysterical. What is that supposed to mean? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Greg's not that short. <laughs> Don't be yeah. highest. Exactly. Um, but he w- he had some textbook pass breakups, um, and then uh, eventually had an interception. Actually, in the I think it was third quarter, um, yeah. almost gave it and back. Had, yeah, he got a fumble recovery too. Yeah, on his own fumble. <laughs> fucking still on stat sheet, yeah. yeah that's no, right, no, yeah. He had one, um, who was it? Uh, Randy McMichael had a catch. and um, Oh, he recovered that fumble too? Yeah, he, he put, yeah. Because uh, that was, out. yeah, because they were talking about coming into this game, the Patriots had uh, six turnovers on the season. Um, three interceptions, three fumble recoveries, and this is week 10, so less than one a game. That's pretty good. <laughs> Not great. Um, but there were still four and four coming into this game. Uh, the Dolphins were three and five. So this game was actually for the first place in the AFC East, whoever wins this game. God, those are the days, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? right? <laughs> uh, yeah, not quite the same anymore. But um, uh, yeah, so um, Ellis Hobbs, it, the, the fumble recovery was one of those ones where like it was a huge gain. And then... Okay, I think it was Chris Chambers got the ball like he caught it for a huge game and then tried to run some more and then got it knocked out at like inside the Patriots 20 sort of thing and the Patriots recovered. It was one of those like, yeah, it was a great turnover, but also like after a 50-yard gain. So that's that's kind of the the team we're dealing with in 2005. They're just hanging on, literally grinding out wins in every game, every way possible. And because you have a Tom Brady who was able to kind of like figure it out at the end, uh, you come away with a win in this game instead of a loss like you see in 2023. Yeah. I mean, when you're giving up 360 yards to Gus Farratt, not great. Gustave Farratt. Yeah. Let's talk about Gus Farratt because he, his real name, his, his full name, Gustave Joseph Farratt. (laughs) Wow. That is a sick name, right? So as soon as I saw that, I thought, all right, well, I got to look into this. Um, the dude's a bit of a legend. Um, he played at the University of Tulsa. And um, 
part of that, he's playing quarterback, so he also handled punting duties for the team, and he averaged uh, 35 and a half yards per punt, which um, is kind of like, uh, what's his name? Lee Johnson-esque, right? Yeah. In 2001. Modern day um, Tom Dupa, huh? Exactly, yeah. Um, except, yeah, the other way around. Did Tom Tupa start off as a quarterback or? Well, he, he played. Gotta ask Milo. Didn't he start a game for the Jets or something like that? Tupa. Yeah, he did actually once. Yeah. He also scored the first ever two point conversion while playing for the Cleveland Browns, who were coached by Bill Belichick. On a fake, uh, fake extra point. Um, but back to Gustave Joseph Ferrat. Um, he's been around for a while because he was playing back in uh, the 90s. Um, he said he, there was some quote about him. Um, the last time he played the Patriots, um, this is the only second time he's ever played the Patriots. The first was in uh, when he was with Washington. He's been with a bunch of teams. Um, and that was back in 1996, and he lost that game. So Boyd's been around for a while. And he, in 97, was, he was drafted the same year as Heath Schuler, who was supposed to be the savior of the, yeah. the program, the third overall pick, <laughs> and and Farad's the 197th pick. Yeah. And then Farad ends up being better than than uh than Schuler, and Schuler gets traded two years after he's drafted. Yeah. I mean Farad played for from 94 to 2008. And play he started uh at least one game in every year except for 04 and 06. So I mean, he's been around. But Wait, I, he was he, starting in 2008? He was starting in 2008 for <laughs> yeah. Minnesota. For he started 11 games and went 8 and 3. What? What? Minnesota. <laughs> in 2008? 2008. 2008, dude, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. You're a boy for that. That's what I'm talking about. Fucking grind. He must have been old as shit. In this 2005 season, he starts uh, 15 of 16 games and goes 9 and 6. That's his eighth team, too. Seven teams. That's wild. One, two, I didn't know three, that about him. Four, five, six, seven teams he plays for. Yeah, they played Minnesota twice. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, Gus Gus Rott, uh, a bit of a legend, uh, and I'm I'm a sucker for um, journeyman quarterbacks. Uh, and I was thinking about this today when I was washing dishes. What 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 number would you put at? <laughs> this will be good. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, yeah, well, your mind washing thoughts. <laughs> your mind wanders when he's alone. <laughs> this is what Andy thinks about where. <laughs> where would you put the line when a quarterback becomes a journeyman? Like, how many teams do you have to play for? Four. You think? Is how many years? Uh, ever. Well, I mean, no, you, you can figure out the obvious eight. ones. It might even be three. Three. That's it. How can you think how of any non? Journeyman that have played on three teams. Uh, Red Favre. Red Favre. Kind of. You could have argued he's a journeyman no. at the end. No. No, a journeyman. He's a journeyman. Doesn't get like a starting job year after year. I don't think. Right. Like Nathan Is, Peterman. Didn't have... he go to like four, three teams? Greg. Like who? El Peterman. Yeah. yeah he's a journeyman. <laughs> well, doesn't he have to play to be a journeyman? Right? <laughs> Is Fitzpatrick a journeyman? Yeah, he's yeah, because like, oh, he plays like eight teams. Definition. That's what but I mean. He's starting yeah. to that to that measure, right? He's starting at all these teams he goes mm-hmm. to. Gus Farad, I would add in that. Vinny Testaverde, like the obvious ones, right? The guys have played for like forty teams. Um, 
who was it? Chase, uh, what's his name? Chase Daniels. Chase Didn't Daniels. he play for? But he was more of a backup for like 100 teams. But do, do you have to start to be considered a journeyman? I don't think so. Like JT O'Sullivan, the guy who does the uh, the QB school, he was on practice squads and like backups for years, but he was on like 14 different teams. Right. Wow. But I, I'd Good call him a journey. Guy. I actually never put yeah. that together. That that's the yeah. same JT O'Sullivan. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that kind of goes to show you too that like you could probably bring something other than being a physically good, you know, like he's he's clearly good at like breaking down tape and understanding mm-hmm. coverage, yada yada. So you can bring that to a team yeah. outside of like actual performance on on the field, you know. Exactly, and you can help out the other quarterbacks in the room by yeah. helping them with their tape study and whatnot. That's like Greg on this podcast. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a locker room guy. The yeah, glue guy. guy. Keep the morale high, you know? <laughs> Something like that. Uh, anyway, so, all right, we'll put it at four. Um, maybe we'll, like, post it on Twitter and see what people say. I think, I think that's a combination. Of, uh, four feels about right. I, th- I feel like at least four. Three doesn't feel like enough to me. Once, once you hit the four, now you, all right, you kind of bounce around. Because like if Brady played for, for another more. team, would you c- consider him a journey a journeyman? Well, I think it's some combination of number of teams and how long you spend on each of them. Yeah. So yeah, that's by, true too. by Favre and Brady staying there forever, even at the end of their career, maybe you can yeah. call them journeymen, but you wouldn't classify them as journeymen. So it's like four teams, but never one longer than three years. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's a good uh, barometer. Right. So let's see if Gus Faroff is said. He does not. <laughs> He played for Washington for one, two, three, four, five years. And then Minnesota for two years and then the third at the end. All right. And anytime you cross more than five, you're an instant journeyman, you know? All right. So so more than four you teams. You started games for five or, teams, yeah. or you started three teams of less than a year. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. Jesus. All right. Anyway, back to Gustave. Um, some notes about his career uh, up to this point. Uh, in November 97, Farrat sprained his neck by ramming his head into a padded cement wall during a touchdown celebration in a 7-7 <laughs> tie against the New York Giants on ESPN Sunday Night Football. On a 7-7 tie? Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And now while with the Broncos, uh, a little bit later, among his most notable performances, Farrat quarterbacked a wild 38-37 win over division rival San Diego on November 19th, overcoming four interceptions and a lost fumble by passing for a career high 462 yards and five touchdowns. Like this dude is is fits magic slash fits, uh tragic before he was Fitzpatrick was even in the league, right? Yeah. Oh, he's in the league right now. Who? Farrah? No, Ryan Fitzpatrick is in the league right now. Oh, he's not. Isn't he doing he is. post-game stuff? No. Oh no, no. I mean like in, oh, in two two thousand. Like yeah, when did he start? Okay. I, I believe this is his rookie year or he started in 04. I think he started with the Rams. 2005 was his first year. Yeah, with the Rams. Uh started three games and then doesn't start again until 2008 with Cincinnati. So this is but this is kind of like the early and was like, I can do that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> works up to Gus Ferrat, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely does. Did they ever uh, play on the same team is another good question. Ooh. <laughs> Someone's going to have to stat check that for me. I will stat check that. All right. Uh, then uh, we're heading to yeah, 
Did they? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I because bet. he he goes to Minnesota. I mean, uh, he goes to the Rams right after this. Oh, then yeah. And then he mentors young Fitzmagic. What the fuck? That's sick. <laughs> He's like, hey, oh, wow. dude, you can stay in this league a long time. You could suck. All you gotta do. You could just <laughs> do good sometimes. And if you throw four picks, what? you just throw five touchdowns. It's yeah, that easy. Throw themselves. <laughs> it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. Well, uh, speaking of that, um, did you know that uh, Farrat, uh has uh, a record that uh, Tom Brady has? Actually, I think he tied Tom Brady for no. Trying to figure out when it was. Uh, yeah, he uh, Tom Brady tied a Gus Farrat record um, because in 2008, while Farrat was with the Bears, he threw a 99-yard touchdown pass to Bernard Berrien for the longest uh, touchdown pass from scrimmage. So on that list, Gus Farrat, Tom Brady. Oh, Jesus. Tim Turns putting on pants for this. Yeah. It's getting it's real. Still- it's getting hot in here. They <laughs> got enough the video on for that. <laughs> and then, um, sadly, uh, speaking of our, our boy Brett Favre, um, in 2009, Farrat had expressed interest in being the starting quarterback for the Vikings for the 2009 season, but he was released on February 27th after the team traded for quarterback Sage Rosenfels, um, who also wouldn't start because the Vikings ultimately ultimately signed Brett Favre to be their starter that year. So that Brett Favre season in 2009, wasn't that the one where uh, Favre went for, uh, like went to the playoffs and then got beat up by the Saints in the Bounty Gate Saints? Was that 2009? I wanted that. I wanted him to go to the Super Bowl so bad. That was a good season for him, though. It was sick. I would imagine if that was Gus Farrat instead, how much better it would have been. Mm. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you gotta have a gunslinger like I mean I guess Farad's a little bit of a gunslinger but I mean Farad outduels Tom Brady in 2005 yeah, yeah. can you I say mean, that about uh, wouldn't, no 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 Andy as far as your agendas go he would only done that because of injuries to the, the Patriots defense that's right I mean there is something to that <laughs> um, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll give you that's I'll give nice. you I'll give you exhibit A um, Troy Brown uh, not only starting uh, at wide receiver for the injured David Givens, but is now in the second half playing uh, the nickel corner again. Um, and you can tell he's a bit rusty at it because his coverage isn't what it used to be in 2004. <laughs> yeah, or he's just old. <laughs> a bit of both. Um, but the first play that they showed him on there, uh, the Patriots sent him in on a nickel blitz from the, the nickel spot on a corner blitz. Love it. Yeah. Um, so, and also he was a short man on the punt, um, because they had, uh, Dwight, what's his name? Tim Dwight. Tim Dwight. Thank you. Um, I will get to Dwight in a moment. Um, but, uh, he was a short man on those punts and the Dolphins punter was having a rough game. And so he actually fielded a couple punts as well. So this is, this is an old school Troy Brown game. Yeah. It's like every snap, all three phases, baby. Just didn't, didn't leave the field. They just kept him out there. Already five years old doing that to him. Right? Jeez. Steve, how old are you? 36. Greg, how old are you? 34. You think you could, uh, you think your body's up to playing an NFL game? Absolutely not. Greg's like, could you play, could you play in a college days. soccer game right now? Uh, 
Uh, not well, but yeah, I could I could last <laughs> to, to, to like the the Troy Brown uh, <laughs> level. I mean, that's a, it's a wild comparison. <laughs> no, I'm saying like as Troy Brown was to the Patriots, would you be to a college? Yeah, I'm crafty, Andy. You underestimate right. my craftiness. Also, well, a great locker room guy, so I would be an asset to a yeah. team. That's I mean, so you would Brown be the Troy Brown of, of yeah. UNH soccer right now, who currently ranked uh, number 11 in the country, I think. Yeah. Is that right? They yeah. are. Oh, sweet. They just beat uh, Vermont. Mm-hmm. Were they ever ranked when you played, Greg? No comment. <laughs> Greg didn't play. He was a great locker room guy. <laughs> Ask anybody on that team. Kept Not them loose. Ranked, but uh all right uh so uh the tim dwight comments leads me to our uh section on the commentators as it it always eventually comes back to uh how would you pronounce that name which name tim dwight yes just like how it's pronounced tim dwight steve tim dwight greg I can't imagine how you would mispronounce it. To be it honest, it was not Tim Dwight. 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 The last the last name is one syllable, right? Dwight. Who's the commentator, Andy? I don't fucking know. I they oh, didn't say their names. That was, that was Deardorff. I don't think it was Deardorff. No, it was, it was the CBS crew. Deardorff say it. It was uh, Tim Dwight. Tim Anson. Well, Sam's pretty sure. Yeah, I think it was every fucking time, and uh, it was it was bad. They were also uh, criticizing Teddy Bruschi for trying to jump over the uh, line, the running back who would pick him up on blitzes. Like, bro, do you not know that's his game? Like, Ooh, that's dangerous. That's how people get hurt, Andy. That, no, that's literally, that was literally the quote. He could get hurt. Dude, it's, yeah, he literally yeah, came back from a hole game. in his heart. And two, this has been his game since his rookie season. Maybe he <laughs> should chill out. Yeah, Andy. God. I don't think he's going to do this. Player safety issue. Uh, here's another quote. Uh, this was on the fumble that uh, Tim was talking about, the, the, the long play and then the fumble. Um, I actually quit looking at the play because I thought it was over. That's this top quality commentating. And then uh, I have a, a little guessing game for you. I'm talking about somebody in this game, and uh, they said, I think he's the smartest football player in the NFL, even more than Peyton Manning. Who is he talking about? Tom Brady. Nope. Keith Evans. Nope. Ooh, this is a good question. Let's see. Tim, any guesses? Nope. Not a Patriot. Ooh, Ben Watson. Not a good guess, but no, not a Patriot. That's for What was the Mm -hmm. question? Sorry. Uh, The commentator said, I think he's the smartest football player in the NFL, even more than Peyton Manning. Who is he talking about? Ricky Williams. Can't be true. Be serious, Steven. Um, Wes Welker. Mm Mm-mm. Is the person in this game? Yes, on the Marty Dolphins. Booker. On the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is talking about Zach Taylor. Ooh. Very close. That's Zach Thomas. Is, Zach Thomas. I mean, that's, I <laughs> that's what I meant. God yes. damn it. Zach Thomas. Both great, those great. Uh, because he watches a lot of film and he self-scouts. What does that even mean? Mm-hmm. He scouts himself. He yeah, watches film himself to, to figure out where the deficiencies are so he can get rid of them. What's, what's, not, his, what's, his, uh, what's that test called? Oh, the, the uh, Wonderlick, yeah. 
Let's see what his wonder look was. So I've named him the, the South player. Beach Brewski. I just typed in Zach Taylor. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big dig dummy. Hey. Uh, NA. God damn it. Oh, oh come on, Greg. Typical. Worst factor ever. What kind of walk around guy is doing this? So, um, well, you guys are looking at it. I'll talk a bit about the game because I it might be the only one that watched it. I think Tim watched most of it. Um, If you're going to watch this game, uh, the Patriots do win 23-16. It is an exciting game. Um, I would just watch, uh, watch like start in the third quarter, Um, like towards the end. Because Brady, uh, Brady in this game took some fucking hits, like vicious hits. Um, He got 23 on the wonder, like. Out of how many? 50. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's like middle of the pack, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, a little, little lower than average, sounds like. <laughs> Less than 50%. Not great. Um, yeah, but Brady, this is one of those, like, I feel like the Dolphins do this to him a lot, where Brady just takes a bunch of shots. Like, they, they were some clean, like, just unabated to the quarterback. And Brady just, like, stands in there and just, like, hucks a deep ball for no reason. One, he just chucked as far as he could over the the furthest defensive back. Um, like nobody in the area just like to avoid grounding, but he was getting the shit kicked out of him. Um, but even during all that, he manages to uh, throw a beautiful touchdown to Ben Watson. Um, and then starting off the fourth quarter, the Patriots pick off for us. That's your boy, Alice Hobbs. Um and then it kind of goes back and forth from there. Like for all the the not scoring any um, touchdowns or anything, uh, the fourth quarter goes Patriots field goal, Miami field goal, Miami touchdown, Patriots touchdown. And then Miami drives all the way down. Um, first and goal from the New England six to end the game. Um, where Ellis Hobbs breaks up the first two plays. They try a fade um, to the far far side of the field, which um, probably not the best decision. I don't know who had the play call, whether it was our journeyman or the coach who we'll talk about in a second. Um, but they were literally throwing it into the sun, like a fade with the ball, like getting thrown into the sun. Where after the second one, you could see whoever the wide receiver was basically pointing the sun saying, like, don't throw this anymore because we can't see it. Um, and then uh, third down, oh, that, uh, it's first and second down, third down, Hank Poteet. Um, who hasn't seen playing time yet this season, makes an open field tackle on Ricky Williams on a swing pass to lose a couple yards. And then on fourth down, um, it was Asante Samuel on the coverage, but uh, it was just Chris Chambers dropping a low-ish ball that you know he got his fingers on, probably should have caught, which would have been the game winner. So Patriots hang on to win 23-16. Um, in a back and forth uh, defensive struggle. Which makes a lot of sense because uh, this Miami Dolphins coach, who we haven't touched on yet, is Nick Saban, who, as most of you know him today, is the Belichick of the NCAA football. Um, is that about right? I, I know, I'm not a college football guy. Is he basically the Bill Belichick of college football? Or not really? Yeah, I mean, he's the best college football coach ever, probably. All right, yeah, so then, so yeah. The part is, and he's not even joking. He doesn't even know. I don't but, care. But Nick Saban does. Dude, I've never been more invested in college football. 
Really? Yeah, because the Pats are going to get a sick draft pick. <laughs> I'm That's scouting fair. fucking Washington's backup quarterback in the fucking late night Pac-12 game. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch a game for this podcast. Got a lot of arm talent, but you know, we'll wait till the Wonderlic comes out. Yeah, good decision making. Yeah. I want to see what his recone time is. Yeah, I wonder what JTL Sullivan's got to say about him. <sighs> oh, I bet we'll find out. <sighs> uh, so yeah, this is Nick Saban's uh, first year as an NFL head coach, um, and you can tell he used to be in college because the team is still using those sideline signs that they hold up. Um, to call oh. plays and formations on defense. Those are in the news. That's actually a good topic that we can discuss here. There you go. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that's cheating? What you know? Have you heard Andy? What what's happening? No, he has no cheating? idea what's going on. I have, football. but uh, I've asked some people to explain it to me because it doesn't. Sa- it just sounds like advanced scouting to me. Is it not? I like, think it's ex- against the rules. Why? Kind of does it. Right. So then, what's the? F- <laughs> yeah, it's the same. It's very similar to the ball inflation thing, right? Or just Spygate. Spygate. Yeah. It's the same. It's college Spygate. But there is, there is a, there is a photo out there of this assistant, right? Hmm. So Central Michigan played Michigan State the first game of the year. Yeah. And there's a photo that looks like it's this University of Michigan assistant dressed up in Central Michigan gear, (laughs) standing on the sidelines with the Central Michigan team, supposedly scouting Michigan State's signs. Right. Which would be ridiculous. That, I mean, that is ridiculous. That's because that would mean Central Michigan and Michigan are in cahoots. Which he's is over awesome. there getting sideline passes and they're dressing him up so he can spy on it. I mean, that seems a little over the top, right? That's a, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. If we that's need our inspector, that's like open a congressional inquiry into this for sure. <laughs> where's our, where's Senator Specter when you need him? Come on, buddy. Specter. <laughs> I mean, I did see the video of him wearing the glasses that obviously have like a camera, like the sunglasses that have the camera in them. Cause when he turns, like you can see the, the green light in the corner. Yeah. See, there's that thing too. Of like, was it. he wearing the special spy glasses? Like all of it's so ridiculous. It's amazing. That it's super fun to watch. And something about like somebody buying tickets and then selling them to somebody else for every game or something like that. I don't know. Like I, I guarantee most college and professional sports teams do this in probably all sports. Everybody's taping everything. Yeah, it seems like you to to go through the trouble to get on the other team's sidelines and like it's like why wouldn't you just like videotape it? Right. Yeah. Those, those signs are huge. You can see them on fucking the TV broadcast. Exactly. Yeah. Just fucking, record. Right? Just you Tebow that shit. Take much spying to do that, you know. <laughs> and wouldn't they just change them up every game? It's like they if they're not, there. then you deserve to to have them stolen, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's but again, there's a line there, right? Because like even the Houston thing, it's like the Astros was like, hey, yeah, this is not this is like everyone does it. But then, you know, wearing like buzzers in their uniforms and banging yeah. on trash cans to indicate like that seems like it's like not legit. Right. Yeah. But that's like affecting. Like the individual play, whereas like trying to steal signs is it feels more broad than that. You know what I mean? Like you still have to go and execute. Whereas like, if you know what the pitch is coming, like even if you know what the play is coming, like you still got to stop it. The, the green Bay Packers won the first like two Super Bowls running the exact same sweep play. Everyone knew it was coming, but you couldn't stop it. And Tom Brady ran the same exact quarterback sneak for 20 years. 
The tush push. You know it's coming. Yeah, exactly. The tush push now. You know it's coming. You just can't stop it. They should outlaw that shit. No. People Flag are going to get hurt, Andy. Player safety. Yeah, it's a player safety. No, they're not. <laughs> we already discussed this. <laughs> Nobody's going to get hurt. Fuck Jalen Hurts. Fuck the Eagles, dude. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I agree with that. Out. Stop it. Ban it. There's a way to stop it. I guarantee there's a way to stop it. It hasn't been as effective. I mean, for the Eagles, it's been effective, but around the league, I feel like. Yeah, it's yeah. just because they're really good. Yeah. 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 They have a good a, offensive line, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and a good uh, quarterback. Jason good, Kelsey, yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts isn't a pushover either. Like, when Mac does it, he's like, he's so fucking <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's bad. It's yeah. not good yet. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hate him. For those that can't see, Tim just did his impression of Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Looking rather spastic, if I may say. <laughs> frail, frail. That's fair. He does. He does seem a bit frail. Um, which is not what you want from your starting quarterback. Yeah. Uh, but Greg, I, I thought you uh, were saying before we started this that you had some um college coach failures that you wanted that you had looked yes. into or something like that. Yeah, Nick Saban put me onto this. Right. So I went down a bit of a rabbit hole of college coaches coming to the NFL and just bombing. Cause I think it's, it's per, I, it's personal to me cause I hate college coaches. I think they're ridiculous. And I think yeah. all this, like these spiels they do of like, Oh, I'm turning, you know, these people, these young men into adults and I right. did players. And then they're like, well, should you pay them? They're like, no, no, no. Right. That'll taint what we're, it's like, they don't give a shit about the players. That'll tell you what you're doing, but I get paid 14 million yeah. a year. And they love like telling kids what to do and they have to listen. So it's like yeah. that dynamic does not work in the NFL. This like, I'm the, I'm the leader. You do what I say, yada, yada thing. So Greg, Greg clearly has no baggage from his own college coach. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Steve. So I have, I just looked up, there's, I have five of them here that I found some funny things on each one of them. All right. So we can start I, I, with Saban. He has the least amount of funny shit. Um, <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So obviously like he won a national championship with LSU before going to the Dolphins, right? Right. Signs this big deal with the Dolphins, spends two years there, 2005 being one of them. Wasn't that bad. He was right. nine and seven his first year, and then six and ten. Yeah, he went two and two against these Pats. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was worse than that. Yeah, and no. he like didn't have that much talent on the team. Right. Um. Apparently, the big thing was they he he wanted Drew Brees, and they signed Culpepper instead. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't remember that's that. That's when he yeah. was like, "All right, I'm yeah, fuck out, I'm out." Yeah. Can you imagine if Nick Saban had, had Drew Brees? Drew Brees. Yeah. And this that was a wild pairing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But so at the end of this year, at the end of 2005, there was a lot of rumors swirling about Alabama because it was an open position. So on December mm. 21st, he says, I guess I have to say it. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. <laughs> and then January 3rd, he announces that he's accepted the Alabama coach position. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. So classic fucking college coach. Yeah. Typical. I so remember that. He I left everybody in the lurch. Our friend Steve Spurrier. Oh yeah. Which, oh yeah. Again, another one where I think it's probably more an indictment on Snyder than it is. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. That's a tough spot to be in because all yeah. those millions. He was the uh he was the the last coach to beat the Patriots before they went on their 21 game win streak, Steve Spryer. That's right. Yeah. That's true. 
Yeah. So he was like super established as a college coach, won an NCAA title with Florida, right? seven time conference coach of the year. And yes. at the time was the most lucrative coaching contract in the NFL when he signed it in 2002. Oh, wow. Two seasons with the R words, seven and nine and five and 11. Oof. Apparently he wanted Danny Werfel as mm-hmm. his starting quarterback because he Oops. won a Heisman at Florida. Oh, right. Um, and Snyder stepped in and demanded Patrick Ramsey. <laughs> so well, neither of them were really yeah. that good. Classic <laughs> lose, lose right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he did have a couple of funny quotes. He said, this is like looking back. He said, I went to the team that offered the most money instead of the best situation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is, right? I think we talked about that back when we did the that yeah. cave. Yeah. Oh, and wow. he said, I did a lousy job. The GM did a lousy job. He just happened to be the owner. So who needed to go? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. yeah. The Holy Dan shit. Snyder effect. Yep. The Bill Belichick effect. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. I see what you um, there. And my personal favorite one here is Lou Holtz, which I didn't even realize Lou Holtz had coached in the NFL. Did he? Yeah, right. Yeah. In 1975, he had one season with the Jets. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I bet that was good. Jets. So he was like pretty good before this. I think most of his success in college came after, but he was like 33 and 12 with NC State. As one season with the Jets, he admitted to Steve Sable that he had never watched an NFL game before his first preseason game with the Jets. What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He tried to run the option offense with Joe Namath, who was like, at the tail end of his career, had undergone multiple knee surgeries oh, on no. both oh, knees. No. <laughs> oh, no. And he had John Riggins on the roster who, like, wow. didn't get enough t- touches, and then they ended up trading him, and he becomes a Hall of Famer yeah. for the Redskins. <laughs> um, How do you not get enough touches at an option off? Yeah, right? Dude, because they're yes. running it through fucking... Maybe. Don't yeah. Joe. Running it seems like a uh, strong mm. word. Um, he also tried to implement a college fight song, a oh. jet specific college fight song. Oh, how'd that go? <laughs> Apparently, the players hated it. <laughs> <laughs> what song was it? Um, there's like people have pieced it together, there's no like audio of it. Oh boy, but people have pieced it together. It's a piece of shit. I, yeah. I read the l- lyrics and they're hilariously bad. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. I'm so in for that. Guy like Greg, yeah. <laughs> Um, he had a couple of funny quotes. He said, uh, God did not put Lou Holtz on this earth to coach in the pros. <laughs> <laughs> Just blame it on God. That's great. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, what was his and, record? Uh, he got fired before the year ended. He was three and 10 and he was <laughs> oh. resigned with one game left. Wow. Damn. Yep. Didn't um, make the full season. He also but, said, if I knew the NFL was this tough, I never would have taken the job. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he maybe should have watched the game before he got yeah, there. Right? <laughs> Jesus. Uh-huh. Um, oh, and then Lord. there's Bobby Petrino. Yep. He was, uh, I think he ended up BC, right? After? Wasn't he a BC guy? I don't know. Yeah, well, he... he I'll stat check. Game, maybe I'm thinking of college basketball. Um, he did... Um, he led Louisville to national prominence in Orange Bowl. And then he signed a 10-year contract with Louisville and then six months later leaves for the NFL. Yeah, they, do. they signed him to develop Michael Vick. Oh, right. So this is that time frame. 
And then before even training camp starts, Vic gets tagged for that illegal right. dog fighting ring. Oh. <laughs> and he's not allowed to leave the state of Virginia. So basically, <laughs> Vic's done. He's cooked yep. for the year. <laughs> so he's basically screwed. Um, it starts out three and 10. And then resigned to become head coach of Arkansas. That's right. Less than 24 hours after personally promising owner Arthur Blank that he was staying in Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. I I had his resignation and uh, Saban's resignation. Yeah. They're they're kind of the same, but this was like mid-season he did it, right? Yeah. Mid-season. That's rough. Yeah. And apparently the players hated Petrino. He, he informed his players of his departure via a four-sentence laminated note left at the locker of each player, a move that many in the organization and in the NFL harshly criticized. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh-huh. And then the best of the best is definitely Urban Meyer, right? Yep. All right. I mean, this yeah. one's recent, but even reading through some of the stuff is so fucking funny. <laughs> and he's probably the most accomplished coming in. Yeah. Right? He's a three-time national champion with two different teams, Florida and Ohio State. Seven-time conference champion. He leaves college cuz in if you remember in 2018 there was the reports about his like uh his assistant coach with the spousal abuse stuff. Oh, yeah, he swept under the rug, and, right? Yeah, he swept under the rug and then they they suspend him for three games and then basically after that season he's like, "All right, I'm out of here." So he's hired by the Jacksonville three years later, essentially 2021. So he's hired in January. So I'm just going to timeline out the shit that happened, all the shit he put that organization through. So February, he hires a former Iowa strength and conditioning coach, Chris Doyle, despite allegations of uh, accusations of racist remarks and bullying during his time with the Hawkeyes. And Doyle then resigns 48 hours after protests erupt. (laughs) so not great after that's right you basically left ohio state was your assistant coach being an asshole yeah that's not good so then july rolls around nfl finds him a hundred thousand for violating practice rules during organized team activities a little slap in the wrist that's not that bad october after a week three game against cincinnati he hangs out in ohio right. Goes to a bar, a Columbus area bar, Urban Myers Pint House, and a video appears of him inappropriately touching a woman who is not his wife. Right. A, a very young woman, right? A college age woman, I believe. Uh-huh. Yep. Which looked like his hand was up her uh her butt cheeks. Yep. December, two months later, during a staff meeting, Meyer delivered a biting message that he's a winner and his assistant coaches are losers according to several people informed of the contents of the meeting, challenging each coach individually to explain when they've ever won and forcing them to defend their resumes. That sounds like Davo Sweeney move right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm a winner. You're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> and then December, the final nail in the coffin was two weeks later. Uh, the former Jags kicker, Josh Lambeau, publicly accused Meyer of physical abuse, saying that Meyer repeatedly kicked Lambeau's leg during warmups. Um, <laughs> After Lambo told Meyer never to kick him again, Lambo said Meyer responded, I'm the head coach. I'll kick you whenever the fuck I want. <laughs> I feel and like I heard point- a story where uh, <clears throat> the players held like a players only meeting and uh, one of the linebackers, somebody like one of the, you know, like the, the head guys on the team, I don't know, the captain or something. Um, 
said something innocuous about the coaches. And so uh, he took one of his assistant coach's phone and called the player at his house that night when he found out and basically like lit into the player on his assistant coach's phone so that he would pick up the phone. Not know it was from him. That's the kind of shit that like probably works in college. Maybe. Right. If you're just like a college kid who's like like an 18 and 19 year old. Yeah. 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 You're like, Oh my God, dude. Yeah. He's gonna kick me off the mad. team. Like yeah. I need to, you know. Like, yeah. Where an NFL player would be like, I don't fucking time for this shit. <laughs> exactly. This guy. Yeah. I bet yeah. there's all sorts of shit like this at Ohio State, but it's like if you, it, it mm-hmm. works, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. So he's two and eleven, and it's fired mid-season. So I think three of the four didn't shortest the season shortest stints of like in like non like. Interim coaches are all yeah. like college coaches, like Lou Holtz, Petrino, and um, Urban Meyer are like three of the shortest coach head coaching stints in the NFL. Interesting. I'm a little surprised you didn't throw um, your boy Chip Kelly in there. I know Chip Kelly could argue. I don't think he was much of an asshole though. He just it didn't no. work as well. Yeah, uh, but he definitely like came into the Eagles and just like scrapped everything to try run his system. Yeah, it was actually uh, awesome to watch, though. And it just was. traded away with it. anything that they had. Uh, and then the NFL, like, you can't run that system in the NFL. Like, it just doesn't work. Paige has already tried it. <laughs> it doesn't work. I think it worked for a it, little bit. It worked for the Pats. Yeah, in that one season. But then the referees would, like, step in and, like, hold the play so you couldn't run, a, like, a play quickly enough. So it did work a little bit. Uh, Chip Kelly... Took over the Eagles in 2013, went 10 and 6. Um, and then 10 and 6, 2014, 6 and 9, then 2 and 14. Um, and that 2 and 14 was with uh, the 49ers mm. um, in Kaepernick. 2016. So Kaepernick uh, was last year, right? I think so, yeah. Was he injured or something like that? No, I think he just played a bunch and like his numbers weren't terrible, but the team was awful. Uh, do you know uh, that Chip Kelly is a local boy? Of course I know, dude. He's a fucking local legend. Born in, uh, he's from Dover, New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. Went to UNH. Coach at UNH. Coach at UNH. Uh, actually, while I was there, he was the offensive coordinator. Uh, and I remember going to a game, um, because UNH not a big football school. Um, but they started the game with a surprise onside kick, recovered it, and then ran a flea flicker on the first play from scrimmage to score like a fifty-yard touchdown. And that's how they open the game. He's home. just playing Madden, dude. Yeah, yeah he was. Classic. It was amazing to watch. And then he got his shot at Oregon as the offense coordinator and became their head coach and was doing the exact same fucking thing. So when he when he came to the NFL, I was psyched to see that sort of shit. Me too. Happen. I was a big fan of his. I mean, yeah. he like revolutionized college football. Did he really? That like an offense. Yeah. Hmm. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, it was a... Yeah, it... it uh, set a bunch of records in like NC, what are they, NCA, what do they call it? The the league that uh, UNH is in. One double A. One double A. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they would they would go to like the finals a bunch uh, for that that tournament that they have and lose to like Montana every year, whoever the the fucking wheelhouse team is. Uh, but yeah, they they were always setting records for like, one of their uh, wide receivers got drafted by the Bears, I think. Santos? He broke Jerry Rice's uh, 
touchdown record, college touchdown record. At yeah. UNH, yeah. As you do. But for every good, I mean, there's obviously examples of good coaches too, right? Tom Coughlin, Pete Carroll, most notably, he's probably the best mm. one. That's what I was going to say. That was the only one I could think of was Pete Carroll. Jimmy Johnson, he's another like. Oh, I suppose, legendary. yeah, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. yeah. You, could, you could argue Harbaugh. I mean, he was a short stint, but I mean, he took. He took Did he go the other way, though? Did Harbaugh coach in college before he coming was Stanford. to Stanford? Oh, he was. That's and then right. he yeah, went yeah. to the 49ers and then back to Michigan. Well, there's rumors that he'll come back and uh, go coach. I'd fucking, I'd hire him. Yeah, I probably would too. I mean, I don't, I don't like him personally, but uh, I, I think he's a good coach, unfortunately. And he cheats, uh, so fuck it. We're already like, culture, dude. Yeah. Perfect fit. Uh, all right. Um, should we do best and worst? I think we pretty much covered this. Let's do it. All right. Let's Who do wants it. to go first? Steve. I'll go first. Yeah. Right. My best is I didn't watch this game, but it sounds like the ending of it was the opposite of the game we went to with our family, like 15 years ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. My worst was the end of that game. <laughs> What was the end of that game? I don't remember. Pats had the ball like inside the 10 and they needed yeah. a touchdown and they couldn't do it. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. You don't remember that game, Greg? That was the no glass in the pool game. Yeah, that was when you took your shirt off after the game. Yeah. When you were leaving. Was, uh-huh. And you were just yelling at everybody. <laughs> exactly. I was very upset. Yeah, that, mom that was tracks. pissed. <laughs> mom was definitely pissed. Yeah. That, that tracks, yeah. I mean, looking back, probably rightfully so, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think mom has ever gotten pissed unrightfully so. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> but I mean, you got to expect it, right? Yeah. It's not like we would hide in the fact that we're obnoxious at Patriots games. No. Oh, yeah. No, that, that was a, a pretty obvious thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. dad left us at a Lowell Spinners game because you were heckling the... Well, you were heckling everybody. And uh, I think his breaking point was when you heckled the uh, mascot. And he's like, I can't do this. And he just up and that left. Is, he did not leave us Greg. in the game, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Andy, takes, the Andy tells the story all the time. And each time it gets worse and worse. No, yeah, he, well, Greg spit on the bat boy at a loyal spinners game. I was like, I was like 15. <laughs> yeah. And you were heckling, <laughs> you were heckling the mascot. Dude, we were just having a little fun. That's how I remember it. Is Who's we? Everyone was laughing. Greg. Dude. It's the royal way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he did. He he walked out and on the totem uh, pole of like where that stands on most noxious of Bennett sporting events, Andy. That's not even making the, that's not even making the top twenty. Oh, I know. I didn't say it was. <laughs> What's number one, Greg? Well, I mean, obviously the time I got drunk tanked. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if you had a chance to be annoying on that one, though. That's true. You would have been. Had Somebody, someone sent me a video that was taken in the parking lot from that game oh. like last week. Oh. Kelly's on, dude. I, I couldn't even watch it, it was so bad. How do we get a hold of that? I'm gonna reach yeah. out to Kelly after this. No. Yeah, we can just yeah, get we need that. that. It's it's fucking obnoxious <laughs> for the next Bills game that we do. I want that <laughs> maybe when we get to that game because it's probably not that far away. I was gonna say, yeah, this is probably oh, around there, so, yeah, right. Oh God! <laughs> All, All right. right, can I do my best and worst? Yeah, give it to me. Okay, my best is that hit by Asante Samuel. That was a good hit. <laughs> yeah, I watched the highlights. 
And there's yeah. one hit where yeah, I think it's Ronnie Brown, right? Just coming uh, out. I think it was um, uh, Ricky Williams, but yeah. Ricky Williams, yeah. Goes off and right And this tackle. is like between the tackles run and then fucking Samuel shows up out of nowhere. He's probably got like 60 pounds on Samuel. Yeah. And he just shoulder into his chest. Yeah. Yeah. Not, he's not done something that I ever remembered about his game, but I mean, that's... Yeah. Is that is that does that hold true, Andy? Is he a good tackler? I haven't been watching games. Uh I wouldn't say he's a good tackler, but he's no. a big hitter. He doesn't wrap up. Um, so he does he, he, this is not the first time he's taken that kill shot. He did one on a tight end a couple weeks ago, too. That's sweet, dude. That's how I'd play too. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Just the truck stack. Do, do you think I heard this? I heard this uh question, one of these rhetorical questions on a, a podcast. Do you think if you had 20, ch- 20 tries doing the um, Oklahoma drill with Derrick Henry, you think you'd get him down any of those times? No. No way. Not even like a aim for his legs and just shoot it, you know? Mm-mm. No. no. Because people my size can tackle. All right. Now, describe no. that size. What is that size? Like six foot 180, right? No. 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 I mean, obviously, they're better athletes than me, but... He will absolutely. You can't even like grab his leg on the way by. No, you know what's going to happen is you're going to try that the first one, and your uh, your head's going to hit his tree trunk of a thigh, (laughs) and you won't get up for the next nineteen because you'll be like, you know what, fuck it, no. It probably there's probably an effect of like after the first three, you're like, I don't want any. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe if I did it once per day, twenty days in a row. I don't think so. Or I had time to heal up, you know. No. Get I don't out of think the that's enough time. I don't, I don't think so that's enough time at all. No. Strategize my attack. <laughs> yeah, my strategy would be just fake for the dick. Hopefully he flinches <laughs> and then maybe I get him down. A trip, but, dude. You gotta go trip. You know? No, I I'm gonna I'm gonna have a handful of sand. I'm gonna chuck in his eyes and see what happens. Right, so we all agree, no, we couldn't do it. No chance. Absolutely right, no, no chance, chance whatsoever. All right, who's next? Uh, you're next, Tim. All right. Um, so I have two bests. All right. Uh, my first best is uh, Willie McGinnis because he was a menace in this game, dude. He, like, he was beating up Gus Farrell. Yeah, there was one uh, play that he like hit him and like grabbed his face mask after, like as <laughs> okay, he yeah, dude. Up, and nothing got called. Yeah, just and, clubbed him in the face. It was awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And then obviously my second best is gonna be Tim Dwight because he's sick. He had a great play at the end to yeah, set up the go ahead touchdown. So that was yep. sick. And then my worst. Mm, me. I'm my worst because uh I didn't prepare as well as I'd like to for this game. So that's right. We were talking off the pod that Tim came in wanting to be Andy. And he's becoming more of me every week that comes by. <laughs> I'm slowly becoming Greg Brown. That's I love right. that Greg all takes it out of the All roads lead to Greg Brown, dude. Yeah. That's why he showed up without pants on today. <laughs> yeah. No, that's still me. Uh, well, hey, at least I'm like towing the line of both. So. There's still time, yeah. Tim. Don't you worry, buddy. No, I know. I'm, I'm we'll get there with you. We'll work with you. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. All right. Uh, um, I feel like there, there, that wasn't uh, negative enough, so I'll give you a couple of worse here. Um, 
Uh, my worst is Chris Chambers. Because at the beginning of this game, uh, apparently he got upset about uh, Nick Saban uh, calling his uh, group of wide receivers decent. Um, and then went out and preseasoned to drop like three balls, one being the game-winning touchdown. Um, so perhaps decent may have actually been uh, too strong of a word for what Chris Chambers is. is. Um, so good for him. How would you uh, describe the Patriots' current wide receiving core that's going to start next week? Decent. Young. Decent. How about that? <laughs> Young. High ceiling. Experienced. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I do have to say, like, in this game, watching Dion Branch, I was like, dude, Demario Douglas, like, has some. He's has got a that shiftiness. Yeah. He's yeah. got a little bit of that in him. Yeah, he's got some wiggle to him. I'll give you Douglas that. Douglas is the future, man. I'm I'm real high on him. I love him. Yeah, yeah. he's the man. Six round pick out of where the Liberty. Yep. I mean, come on now. That's what you need. So you need a wide receiver. He's the next, he's the next Troy Brown. Dude, Get him out there, return him punts. <laughs> defense too. I bet Dang, he could. Steaming hot. Unless he fumbles and then we'll bench him for six weeks. Yeah, exactly. Uh all right. So um I don't know if this is a worse, but there's a, a Ricky Williams. So, uh, so you can't you can't have a Ricky Williams game without like a Ricky Williams. Don't come for my boy, Andy. I'm not. I'm just. This okay. is a quote. This is not a worst or a best. Okay. Um, but apparently, uh, it came out that he is a vegetarian or or vegan, maybe. Um, I can't which one they said, but uh, so they asked him. You know, does that mean like you don't eat meat, or do you just like not eat, like do you still eat fish and chicken? And his response was, "I don't eat. I don't eat nothing with eyes." Well, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, but that begs that begs yeah. a follow up: Does eat potatoes? What about black eyed peas? Black eyed peas, yeah. Same Whoa, thing. good one, Steve. Black eyed Susans. Anything with eyes, Steve. Hmm? Well, then can you eat eggs? You eat eggs, right? Oh, they don't have eyes, so yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean that's not vegan, right? Yeah, so I guess he's just vegetarian then. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like vegetarian. I think I think it was a vegetarian. Yeah, uh, I think they may have said vegan, but um, and then yeah, here's a we'll, we'll call it a best. Um, you know, in back in those days, like their their idea of fancy graphics was overlaying the um field goal percentage by like yards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that a few times. Um, so yeah, with Vinatieri and uh. Inside 10 yards, he's 100%. That's um, a Automatic. Right. Automatic. And then from 30 to, like, from 20 to 30, he's 93%, almost automatic. Between 10 and 20 yards, he's 87%. Weird that he's better from 20 to 30 than he is from 10 to 20, I thought. Yeah, that is weird. We got to talk sample sizes here, Andy. I, yeah, perhaps. I, I, that could be what it is. Um, but... Uh, anybody want to guess what he is from over thirty, my friend? Yeah, the Gaussian curve. Anybody want to guess what he is from over thirty? Twenty-five percent. No, <laughs> it's higher than that. Eighty-seven. Oh, all right, Steve. Eighty-eight. Sixty-eight. I mean, not not ideal, but whatever. you know, I think it was a different league back then. Right now, you probably see eighty-eight. No. From over 30, yeah. Between 30 and 40. Are we talking yards or where the ball is snapped? Because the 30... I, I'm sure it's where the ball Steve. is snapped. It's just on the field, so it's yeah, it's where the ball is snapped. Or so where, it's like, yeah. what, a 47-yard field goal? I mean, that's 
Yeah, 47 to 57 yard field goal. You're not getting 80. Yeah, you're not getting 80. I uh I think it may be higher, but I, I don't think it's like 57 high. yards as long as shit. The people are hitting those these days, though. Like long field goals aren't nearly as missed as they used to be. I don't know. Yeah, but they're not they're not hitting 88 percent of them. I feel like kickers are getting let go left and right because they suck. <laughs> but I feel like they're getting let go even though they're not missing kicks, though. No, they're missing they suck. Um, there are a lot of missed kicks this year. Yeah, my best is uh, Ellis Hobbs showing uh, I thought they seemed how to cover. It was great. <laughs> and then Heath Evans, uh, the Heath, Heath Evans revenge game. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, that should have been my best. Too. And Ben Watson, we didn't talk about him. Two touchdowns. Kind of ben a breakout Watson. game for him. Yeah, and they were great touchdowns, too. They were like some, like a toe tapping end zone touchdowns. Great. Um, yeah, most kickers are better. Between 40 and 49 are like, looks like 75%. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Nick Falk. He's Nick a beast. Falk? We couldn't use him this year at all. Nah. Get the young guys in. Get that draft pick. Go do it. Never go for it on fourth down. Don't ever try to get that. The thing that pisses me off about the Patriots this year the most is the fact that they don't ever try to fucking get that score right before half. He just knees it every fucking time. He's scum. <laughs> yeah. It's one thing to be bad. It's another to be boring and conservative bad. Yeah. Like, dude, like who cares? No. Just try it. Just try it's it. So bad. We're not even going to try. Yeah. Throw an interception. I don't give a shit, dude. Like, it's fine. I'm not going to get mad if you turn the ball over. Let's just do something not boring. Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> Let it I'm all actually out, enjoying Tim. this year. I think it's it's as much fun to watch as I've had in a while because they're so bad that it's like entertaining. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, do did you wait? Did you you done, Andy? You still got more? Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm good. All right, uh, you guys want to do fantasy week 10, 2005? Oh, yeah, yeah, we should. Oh, yeah, let's get an update there. All right. Um, so, Andy, <clears throat> not so hot this week. Uh, you got Big Ben, who had zero points. Nice. LT, zero points. Okay, this is the bye week. That's fine. Get him out of the way. Injured? <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, Are they injured? Big Ben may be injured. I don't know. I, have, I didn't deep that, but... You got Steve Smith, 3.4 points. Yikes. Uh, Randy Moss, 14.7. Uh, there you go, yeah, no, yeah, I think the Chargers are on a bye because uh, Antonio Gates, zero points. Okay. Uh, See, that's, that's fine. Getting these out of the way. The Broncos uh, defense, 16 points. Pretty Ooh. good. Jason Elam, 11 points for a total of 45.1 points for the week. Uh-oh. That's I'm not looking so great, up. Andy. Ben yeah, Roethlisberger not- only starts 12 games this season. Yeah, it's Charlie Batch game. You should have fucking drafted Charlie Batch. Yeah, I, I should have. He didn't do Tommy great. Maddox, maybe. <laughs> uh, 246 right. yards and one touchdown in two games. It's pretty good. Hey, I mean, better than nothing. Yeah. Um, all right, Greg, you got Peyton, who had 27.3 points. Uh, Sean Alexander, 35.4 points. Cool. <laughs> Tio, uh has been suspended from the team, so he gets zero. Who's that? Tio. God damn it, Tio, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. Oops. <laughs> you picked up uh what did you get for having a diva? 
Yeah, you picked up uh, crunches, T.O. <laughs> no, dude, crunches in the driveway, T.O. It's the worst one. <laughs> how, how many fantasy points do you get for those crunches? <laughs> A big whopping 0.0. 0. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got Reggie Wayne, 15.2. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, 8.1. Ravens, 1 point. Vanderjerk, 7 points for a total of Nice, dude. That's pretty good. I, I'll take that. Yeah. And then we got Steve, uh, Mike Vick, 26.9. Priest Holmes. Yeah. Uh, Priest Holmes injured. Uh, so 0. 0.0 on that. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin Harrison, 16.8. Dion Branch, 8.2. Um, Dallas Clark, 7.8. Uh, Steelers defense six points, and you got Benetieri with uh nine points for a total of 74.7. So this week, Greg won, and for the total, some Greg's is gonna win because he's got Sean Alexander. And Hell yeah, just dude. cheat code, That's literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's got Peyton. Uh-huh. Uh, so we have a total for the year of Greg with 440.2 points, Andy not too far behind with uh, 392.5 and then Steve has 350.3 and Andy's starting a Ben Roethlisberger every week yeah <laughs> <Ben Roethlisberger> zero <laughs> I mean, and you, you have T.O. so I mean you all have someone injured for the season T.O. dude <laughs> oops <laughs> yeah so dude, yeah the- you got Roethlisberger, you have uh, Greg Scott, T.O., and uh, Steve Scott, Bruce Stones. Joey Harrington this week, 21 of 31 for 231 and three touchdowns, no picks. Wow, legend. I, I don't even know if I would have ever said Joey Harrington had a game like that. Mm. Chris Sims, 15 of 29, 279, and three touchdowns, no picks. <laughs> Chris Sims? Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> Do you guys want to drop injury replacements? Try to see if to spice things up. That's up to you guys. I'm looking at players on the list right now, so I might be cheating. It might be. We'll just say Greg doesn't. We'll just dock you for that right there. (laughs) Uh, I want Gus Ferrat. You want Gus Ferrat? You probably could get Gus (laughs) Ferrat. He's on the waiver wire, so. I think he has a decent season. Let me get Ashley Lily. He throws a bunch of... Yeah, you're not getting Ashley Lily. Why? Because you're looking at the stats right now. No, I'm looking at one week, dude. He was the 18th receiver this week. I don't trust you. Steve, who do you want? I want Michael Vick. Think. <laughs> you, he's already taken by Steve. Yeah, Steve you, want, you, want, you want trade? Yeah. You're talking trades? You're going you to have Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Steve, you going to keep him this year? For next year? <laughs> is, this, is, this a, is this a dynasty, dynasty league? league? <laughs> Like <laughs> it should be. It was stupid. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think of a good running back. This running back's the hardest one. It right looks now. like it hurts. Completely whiff on running back. All right, I'm gonna go with Ricky Williams just because I know he played. That's that's a good guess. I don't like that. Tim's yep. shaking his head. No, that's a bad guess. He's about to get suspended. He's playing carries with Ronnie Brown, so I, I don't think it. Oh goes yeah. Over. And he just had 11 rushes for 13 yards in this game. Oh jeez. Can't be good. Uh, oh five. Who's big in oh five? Uh, is Mike Allstott big in oh five? Because if he is, I want him. Oh, no, 
No, take it. Take his replacement. Um, what's his name? Uh, Mark Dunn. Larry Johnson. Yeah. No, I'm saying for Priest Holmes. He has a good year. I think, I think um, Larry Johnson. Sure, I'll back. No, he's not allowed couple. to. You, no replacements. This is bullshit. We're not redrafting. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, no, we're not doing getting this. worried. You can't just redraft middle of the year. I got and getting, points to make. You know, everyone's points. getting a redraft for an injured player. Yeah, I mean, you should. Because you guys suspended. That shouldn't count. I don't think Greg gets one. Yeah. <laughs> so I can run this whatever way I want, Greg. <laughs> if someone gets injured, Greg, then you can get a replacement. Yeah, if they're suspended, no, Dude, no replacement. I'll just ride Alexander the whole fucking way. Dude, giddy All right, up. Cool. All Dude, right. 33 oh. carries this week. Jeez. 33 carries, a buck 65 and three touchdowns. That's crazy. That's That'll never happen again in the NFL. <laughs> no. All right. Who do you want, uh, Andy? Who do you want to replace Big Ben? I don't know. Give me a list. <laughs> Give you a list, Gus Farrat. <laughs> Thinking about it, uh, Christ, um, but Drew Brees. Oh yeah, uh, he he's in this league, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, yeah, right. Fuck it, it's Drew Brees. May as well. He's on a buy this week, right? Yeah, he's on a buy this week <laughs> with everybody else on the team. Yeah, fuck it, Drew Brees. <sighs> he's just gonna ride the San Diego Chargers. Yep, I think they're pretty good there. You right? Uh, they went in seven that year. We'll find out. So let me get know. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> dude, he's benched so bad, dude. Jimmy got benched, dude. Unreal. That whole team is so sad, dude. I so, so should sad. we rehire McDaniel's? No, sure. Yes, they're going no. to. He's going to be some assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> I, I hope so. Throw dollars. Uh, He's a good offensive coordinator. I thought you would be very against him, Greg. Really? No, I yeah. think McDaniels is great. You think he's better than Billy Billy O? I mean, based on what he did with Mac the year he had him, yeah. That's the best Mac has looked. They had an offensive, like better offensive line that year. I think that's what yeah, we're man. Yeah. It can't get worse crash. than where we're currently at, guys. <laughs> you know? You think it's the uh, yeah. offensive coordinator's fault? No, but fuck it. I, like I think it can get a lot worse. Greg. More than Mary. Look at the fucking Browns. It can get a lot worse than where it is right now. Hey, the Browns are winning games, though. Yeah, but after, finally, I mean, they were fucking. Their value was deep. I mean, they're winning games without a quarterback, like, right? They mortgaged the house for Deshaun Watson. He's soft. It is ridiculous. And he's he's been cleared to play, and he's just not playing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't don't feel like it. Okay, his, his contract's guaranteed. Why not? I know. He'll get a massage. <laughs> oh, that might help him play. All right, boys. Uh, what is next week? Steve, we play next week. Greg's birthday. Uh, no, I was talking about in the in this this podcast. Happy early birthday, Greg. Five. Hey, thanks, Steve. Yeah, at least a good brother wishes you that, you know. Doesn't count if it's not on the day. I have no idea who's next. It's the Saints. Thanks, Tim. The Saints. Ooh. Mm. Intraconference. Intraconference, yeah. No, I'll give somebody a dollar right? if they can name the year quarterback of the Saints. Is it uh, uh, Brooks? Aaron Brooks? Oh, goddamn. Wow. Oh. <laughs> 
Off the dough. Look at I that. bet you Easy. can't name the leading rusher. Just McAllister? Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get this. Antoine Smith. Antoine Smith. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> I didn't know what he played on New Orleans. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, Dante Stallworth and Azahir Hakim. Oh, oh wow. Those guys are good. As a hierarchy, so, <laughs> exactly. so boy, this is this is gonna be a, a name game, I think. Yeah, this this team's sweet. Yeah, Joe Horn, I love it. Yeah, Joe Horn. All right, so he that's what we have to look forward to next week. Yeah, some names you remember, and maybe the Patriots can actually put a couple of wins together. We'll see. We'll find out next Spoiler week. Spoiler alert on the Patriots Dynasty podcast. Tune in next week to see how much of a blubbering little bitch Greg is on the Patriots Dynasty podcast. See you later. See you later. See you later.